All right, welcome back to Sigma Talks on part five of the marketing research process. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the ways you can measure your <clears throat> your survey or your quantitative methods, and this is done through four types of scale, which is nominal, ordinal, interval, and ratio. Now, nominal is numbers assigned to um shoot what does that say runners i don't know <laughs> but basically nominals are things that are either yes or no and some example of this is like marital status uh it could be like gender it could be your age it could be you know how much money you're making if you make that like open-ended and they type it exactly you could um also ask you know perhaps like where they live like suburban or urban you know it's not like multiple choice or like multiple selection it's just one answer or like you know high school class ranking <clears throat> so nominal is about ranking and each of these additional scales includes the previous one so ordinal is the rank order of things so this includes the ranking but also allows you to have a scale and it's either, um, wait, shoot, I feel like I did that wrong. Okay, no, nominal is not ranking, but it's either or, and it's the simplest type of scale. So ordinal is ranking, actually, and it includes, like, social economic status, high school class ranking, as I just said. It's a means order, and this is more for, like, frequency and median and mode for, like, the stats of it. You also have interval scales, and so this is, where you have, I think, um, you don't you don't have a guaranteed zero, something like that. And this is where you use scales such as a Likert scale, which is an agreement scale. And you have like the strongly disagree, disagree, neutral, agree, or strongly agree. And this is, you know, testing interval scales more for testing consumer behaviors and attitudes and things that, you know, can't be measured and you're actually making it be measured. And you could also have semantic uh, differential scale, which is similar to a Likert scale. And this is all under interval scale, by the way. And it, this is also meant to measure like behaviors and attitudes and emotions. And so you have like two different sides of things, right? So for one side, you have, uh, let's say, tasteful. And then the other one is distasteful. And then you have like four circles that are like in the middle of those two categories in which they can see which side they agree with most and then you have like five other like characteristics under tasteful and distasteful if that makes sense but you could just look up like semantic differential scale and it's different from like your scale which is from the you know strongly agree or strongly disagree and one thing to help with that is you want to reduce bias and so the way to do this is by mixing the positive and negatives so if you have like a positive attribute then you want to have a negative attribute then you want to have a positive and then negative and then positive so you have tasteful and then you have uh ugly and then you also have like pleasing and then you also have you know so forth so ratio scale is uh a point in which there is a meaningful zero point right and it's also like an interval scale now i said you know as i said they all build upon each other and this is the ability to say how many times greater or smaller one object is and so you know you could 
define your weight or you know how tall you are and things of that nature it's just a scale essentially but on a much more broader point but also like what they define zero and you want to choose the type of scale whether it's balanced versus non-balanced you know whether people have five choices or four choices whether you want the questions to be forced or not and this is you know the decision to remove the neutral uh, decision or not because sometimes you know neutral can be hard to code and it means a lot of things and sometimes it's better to you know force people to make a decision than to you know make no decision at all and so you also have something called a graphic rating scale and it's kind of like the hospital you know like pain measurement where it goes from zero to ten and you know how much pain you are in but except you know of course tailored to your research so that's just an example of graphic rating scales. You also have co constant sum scaling. And this is questions where people must, you know, let's say have, they have the number 100, right? And they distribute the uh, number 100 into like five categories and it must all add up to 100 or else they can like, you know, go on to the next question. You also have the NPS question, which is the, it has to be like this question like you can't say it any other other way and it has to include the word recommend so it's most likely how likely are you to recommend and then you know x business and to calculate the nps you have to take the percent of promoters versus the percent of detractors so detractors are people who score from one to six you have the passives who are seven eight eight and then you have promoters from nine to ten so that's just something to keep in mind, but also helps you in getting your net promoter score. And now we'll go on to ways to sample. So sampling is done primarily when you want to choose the types of respondents that you want and sort of like the time and money you have as well. This is in a way kind of different from your sample size for your surveys, but uh, it's kind of similar in a way. I mean, still should be meeting your sample size, but it's just the different methods. And so the first method you have is convenience sampling. And this is the easiest access to participants for the researcher. An example of this is approaching random people at a coffee shop. And this is a non-probability uh, type of sampling. And some pros with it includes conveniency being cheap simple and efficient but some cons is that it may not be applicable to the whole population the next type of sampling is snowball sampling and this is a non-probability type of sampling as well and a con with it is that you can't control demographics while the pros is that it's reliable to individuals it's good for hard to find populations like that really specific uh, you know demographics as I mentioned earlier it reduce cost and sample size, but there's also uh, possible bias from having like-minded people because, you know, it's referral. The next type of sampling is quota sampling, and this is where researchers need a certain amount of uh, participants. And a pro with this is that it ensures various subgroups are accurately represented, and some cons is that it is selection bias and it's non-probability. And by selection bias, I mean that, like, the researcher chooses who you know they want to sample and it's entirely up to them now the next non-probability is judgment sampling and this is where researchers choose 
based on their judgment so kind of like the other one but it's also called purposive or yeah purposive sampling and some cons with this is that it's the most biased option but then you know you get to choose uh who you want to sample but now going on to probability sampling we have simple random which is a um, type of sampling where everyone has an equal chance to become sampled so if you know if everyone has a 15 percent chance of being chosen then you know one to 15 people would get chosen and you have that probability and the pros with this is that you know it's a random population to represent a whole population but some cons with this is that it may not be applicable to the whole population at the same time and, and it's also costly for time but you also have lower results with this type of sampling <clears throat> now the next types of sampling is like basically more I guess you, you can say like dedicated and meant to prevent the bias and it just kind of builds on top of one or the other so the next probability sampling is stratified and this is where you classify the population into subgroups that reflects some proportion as the mutually exclusive population and a pro with this is uh, it's a next level from simple random and it's more diverse and some cons with this is that you could choose people that are very alike or there could be groupings that are not found or like hidden patterns and stratified is kind of like you know let's say everyone is given a random number and then it, it goes up to five right so every third person will get chosen to be the sample that's essentially what stratified is now the next one is systematic systematic and oh wait hold up it is not systematic the next one is cluster sampling and this is a probability uh, where you divide the popula population into clusters or subgroups and it's kind of like stratified but except you know it's not every nth person it's actually putting people into homogenous groups where they're alike and then choosing individuals out of each group so that you have a diverse sample that's applicable to the whole population and the pro with this is that there's few resources and it's way cheaper a con with this though is that it's difficult for heterogeneous groups and not homogenous group or not homogenous uh cluster error i, I don't know what that means something <laughs> but essentially you know sample methods just determines the samples representativeness and sample size determines a random samples accuracy so you really want to be careful in choosing the sample method along with the sample size as i mentioned earlier the standard deviation confidence rate the error margin and the what was the population size so you just want to be careful on that but i hope you got something out of this this is all for now and we will get into the next episode of how, how large of a sample you need and i kind of briefly talked about it but we'll you know get deeper into it and then after that we'll get more into the proposal and actually telling the story and so we're about to be done with our last episode so thank you for listening i hope you are getting something out of it if you haven't before listen to the other steps of the marketing research process thank you